0: Okay, I'm here today with one of my regulars, Elizabeth, soon-to-be Boyle. <laughs> I like it. Um, and coming at you from my
1: laundry room. It is a beautiful laundry room. Thank you. I love the, the beautiful light blue cabinets. You like the light blue? I do. I think that they add just this perfect pop.
0: Thanks. Supposedly, that's like a 1950s thing or something, the blue cabinets are. It's a retro... I like it. It's a retro look. It's definitely with an updated feel. Yeah, I think so.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Okay, so we're going to talk today about surviving divorce. Okay. And thriving in a blended family situation because elizabeth has three boys Mm -hmm. two bonus boys and one Mm -hmm. of her own i do so we're going to talk about that and their ages are five seven and eight yes and super cute real real sweet we are a circus (laughs) You say we're sweet, but we are every bit of a circus. They're a sweet circus. (laughs) So let's talk, let's start with like, take me back to like the very first time that you were thinking,
1: this isn't going to work. I actually was kind of sideswiped by it, truth be told. I did not see a divorce coming and I was just at the time it was 2017 and I guess maybe it started more in 2016 but you know Thomas at that time my my middle son was four and I was just living life as a mom you know self-employed mom whose husband did the day-to-day grind of going to the office he worked Uh, in the city adjacent to ours. And you say self-employed mom, what were you doing? I was doing graphic design work with my brother, and I was also helping to run my dad's business with him. And I was a founder of a group, a women's group, at the social club we were a part of. And so I was coordinating those meetings at the same time, but all while maintaining my primary job, which was being a mom. Right. How it, old was Thomas? He was four. And we'll keep reasons aside, but I had an idea that w- there was trouble. I, I did know that based on certain circumstances. And we were trying to work through it, and I thought that there were improvements being made. And it just it just didn't work, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so I was... Was there
0: like one party that wasn't willing to put in the work? I, or was it just kind of like at that point it was just kind of a wash?
1: Like, I think that we were just in different places. And that's where I think a lot of people find themselves. At the time I was, gosh, um, thirty-seven when mm-hmm. or no, I wasn't thirty-seven yet. I was about to be thirty-seven, I was thirty-six. And I think that we just as a society today, we aren't necessarily prepped for what marriage turns into after time passes from the initial fall in love and have Mm -hmm. the wedding and then you're going to have kids. You know, a lot of people, we just, we go to school and we learn a lot about life, a lot about science and history and all the math you could ever want. But people don't talk about how to have, to a, relationship. have a relationship and mm-hmm. how to have a healthy relationship and how right. to survive the ups and flows. And so at 36, here I am, and I will say that we both did try to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, I think my ex thought he had put in the work to try to make things right, and it just wasn't working. I had a different opinion as to how things were going and what work was being put in. But, you know, when it comes to a relationship, it's not like yeah. a scientific formula. You don't get to extract X amount of hydrogen and X amount of whatever other element or chemical right. to make a perfect formula. You don't you don't get to do that. Right. You are dealing with volatile chemicals, you know, two different people with two different Senses of life experience, and yeah, you don't always get to dictate what is enough for one person or the other. And we just mm-hmm. hit the point where it wasn't enough anymore. It wasn't right, and I guess the way that you know that I've explained it to my son is that we hit a point where we were better apart than we were together, mm-hmm. and while I know what parts weren't good enough. He doesn't need to know that. But so that's when when I was 36 years old and I had a 4-year-old. That's when I found out I was getting divorced. What was the conversation like with
0: your parents? Like is, how was that? Did they know that it was coming or did they like have a sense it was coming? Were they relieved (coughs) for you, or were they just shocked? Like, what was that
1: like? Well, they were shocked, actually. Uh, Two weeks before I found out I was getting divorced, my ex-husband had actually gone and spoken to my dad. Oh. And the conversation was, you know, when you are from my dad, my dad is really solid. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a very, and he's very old school values. You know, when you put the ring on the finger, that's it. Yeah. That's it. And you do all the work that you do to always protect that and yeah. everyone that's affected by that.
0: Yeah,
1: Our generation just has a different value or value system, I think, or different opinions of it. We, we realize that, you know, yeah, that's an old school thought process, but sometimes that's not best. You know, sometimes right. staying together is not the right thing. And um, so my dad knew that there were troubles and he and I, ironically, had had a conversation about... How things would be. and Your dad and me Yes. And he said, you know, you guys are going to be fine. Two weeks later, okay. we're not. And we're getting divorced. And my family took my divorce, I don't necessarily want to say harder than I did. But from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. you would think that my family took it a lot harder than I did. They have a whole family or your parents mainly? My whole family. And as time has gone on, my siblings have found the place of forgiveness. Uh, And we, my ex and I, are very amicable. Let me make that very clear. We have navigated these waters of divorce in a very calculated fashion. We decided when all was said and done, it's over, it's done. You know, Mm -hmm. and we have children. And the most important thing is that our, our child does not see discord between the two of us. Okay. And so we have a great familiarity with each other now. When there's pickups or drop-offs, it's always, hi, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? What did yeah. you do this weekend? And that has really served us very, very well. Yeah, Yeah. My son really feels safe knowing that we are going to get along and that it's right. okay. Um but when it comes to my family, if my family's around during a pickup or a drop off, it's very tense. Mm-hmm. They try very hard to avoid it because I've I'm a woman scorned. They try to avoid they try to avoid being around my ex. They yeah. just they don't want to deal with the discomfort of it. Okay. Because you know the thing you find when you go through divorce cuz is... they weren't happy about we, the circumstances. Not at all. Around the divorce. That's right. They were not happy about the circumstances that led up to the divorce. Yeah. They felt very slighted, betrayed. hmm And. Not by you, mm-hmm. but by no, him. No. Right. Okay. Right. And w- what I found really is, you know, our family has always said family comes first. Yeah. And my family is a very forgiving group of people, but when you slight on one of us in some capacity it's all bets are off and it totally is like our family surrounds each other and like protects like when you break trust yes when you break a trust that yeah. it's it's done cuz and I'm the baby of the family so right. all of my family really rallied around me and how many siblings do you have again I have two brothers and two sisters okay so <laughs> And how,
0: what's the age
1: difference again? Like you have... So the one that's closest to me, my brother Scott, is 10 years older than I am. He is the closest in age to me. And then they go up from there to my oldest sister, Mm -hmm. who's 15 years older than I am. Okay. So they're pretty close in age. They are pretty close in age. And I am the baby by 10 years. Okay. So you were the surprise. (laughs) I am the blending of my parents' marriage. So, my okay. my dad from his first wife had one sister. My mom from her first marriage had a sister, one of my sisters and two brothers. And then when my mom and my dad came together, I came around. Okay. So, how old would you say...
0: Like, how old were your siblings when your dad and your mom got together?
1: Um, when did they blend? They... I think my youngest brother was eight when my parents got together. Eight and a half. Okay. So he's really grown up with your dad.
0: Yes. Around. Yes. Okay. And so what was it like, like let's fast forward a little bit. When did you decide to introduce your now fiance (laughs) to Thomas? I love the the
1: smile that you had when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> um so Matt and I started dating over a, almost a year after I had gotten divorced or no, it was it was not quite a year from my divorce date. My divorce went fairly quickly. Okay. It was about like, a, like a, a um 5 month window okay. from the moment we decided that we wanted to finalize this it, it, okay. it took about five months and that was just you know there's this holding period where you can't do anything and then you have to do the paperwork and you both have to sign off on it and then you have to get a court date set but it was really so fast it was really fast yeah. compared to most divorces and it was really easy because like i said we chose to go the amicable route so mm-hmm. we did what's called an uncontested divorce okay so my entire divorce cost $2,100 wow and that's almost unheard of yeah yeah but we just, like I said, we, we both felt like we had put in the time on our own to try to make things right. Whether we agreed that the other party had or not didn't really matter because we knew we were done. Okay. And so the divorce went really quickly. And then I kind of lost my mind for a minute. <laughs> I was very stable for Thomas and very stable. But I just, like at what point do you feel like you lost your mind? Probably like the day that my divorce papers were signed at that point in time. Which was the day before your 10-year anniversary. It was. It was. My 10-year anniversary would have been on June 2nd. I signed my divorce papers on June 1st. Okay. And so I went through this whole process of absorbing the feelings that came about and I tried to work through them and just manage that because when you when you go through a divorce, as you can imagine, any breakup's hard. Did you kind of feel like you were coasting? Like were you kind of
0: just not really allowing yourself to feel the things, but no. just kind of
1: coasting through it or were you No, I actually had a lot of I had a real process and it okay. was really bizarre to me because I kind of felt like I had a split personality throughout okay. the process and here's why. There was the one side of me that was feeling all the feels, mm-hmm. the devastation, the betrayal, the shock of it all, the heartache from losing someone that I had genuinely been head over heels in love with, right. uh, the, the sense of, oh my God, the fear of being a single mom and what's going to come from that. And the realization that I somehow had to keep all of my stuff together, right, so that I presented in a fashion to my day-to-day life to my son like everything was okay. But then there was the other side of me and and I was doing trying to figure out how to deal with all that chaos. So I was just... I felt like I was spinning, if you will. I felt like I was in a tornado. Because you're kind of playing a role, so to speak. You're like acting like everything's
0: fine for your son. But on the inside, everything's... I mean, you're in a storm.
1: Turmoil. It's absolute turmoil. But then I had this other side of me that was almost like... You know when people say you you leave your... Like some people go through experiences where they feel like they've left their bodies and they've kind of watched things happen. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was going through that also because... I'd have these very observational moments where I'd be like, "Well, that's really weird. I handled that very well. I'm feeling very strong mm-hmm. about that." And the next calculated move, I was always in observation. But I felt like I was almost making my own personal documentary. Right. So what I would do is I I would just give myself like you you realize when you're going through it that you have to wear all these different hats. Mm-hmm. And the most important hat that I could have and I I remembered Having a conversation with myself of what do I want to look back in five years and see as a memory of myself going through this? What do I want to feel like I presented to my family and to my son to get me through this horrible season?
0: That's really profound, like, thing to. I mean, where did you come up with that? That's like something very. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's very, like, I, I really was like impressed ther- by that's it. That's like therapy almost. I, like, I,
1: I know. And therapy. I don't know where I came up with that. And I, I have to be honest, I was impressed with myself at the moment that I really? even had the that I was like, well, that's really maturity. To to that. <laughs> like patting yourself on the I, back. I, I, I was. was. <laughs> I mean, in this moment of absolute meltdown chaos, how in mm. the world did I find the space to try to do that? But, but I did. And I thought, okay, in five years... Thomas is going to be nine. It is very possible that I may have found love again. I know that this is temporary, so how do I navigate this appropriately? And so what I would do is I kind of reconciled with myself that all day long when Thomas is at school, I can feel the feels. I can have my meltdowns. I can sit and eat bonbons on the couch and, you know, just wallow in my misery for a minute but I would usually give myself a time limit. I would say, okay, you can do this for a half hour. But then you gotta, you got to reel it back in. And you've got to pick yourself up. Put your makeup on. Gosh, 30 minutes. Put That's on your not best... much. But I, but I knew that there would be multiple times. Yeah. Because I yeah. knew that this was a season. So yeah. I'd allow myself these meltdown moments. Like feel it hard too, like the ugly cry. The nose is swelling. The eyes are red. Yeah. And you're breaking out in a sweat because you can't cry any harder. But then you have to stop. Yeah. And you have to... Fit my, one of my favorite phrases is fake it till you make it. So yeah. then at that point in time, you wash your face, put your makeup on, favorite earrings, you know, put on your fancy shoes, and you go do something. Yeah. Get your life back together, you know, clean out your fridge, go do your grocery shopping. And then when you see your son... You have the tough conversations. You talk it through with them too, because there's something healing in letting them know that you know this. This is hard for them. Yeah. You know. Do you have questions? But then also, get the snuggles. You know. Yeah. Have your routine. Build the routine. And I was always really big on making sure that he knew, mommy and you, we're we're a team. We're gonna yeah. be just fine. Yeah. You know. And um. That all played into allowing me to lose my mind for a short period of time, Mm -hmm. which I did the moment that the divorce papers were signed. I decided that I was going to go out on dates. I got, (laughs) I had been together. I had been together with this person for 11 years. I was approaching middle age. I knew dating was going to be different. So we were going to go out and have some fun. Mm-hmm. And so I, I did not do the scandalous apps like Tinder. I didn't do those, <laughs> but I, I signed up on match.com. Was there
0: even? T- oh yeah. Tinder yeah. There was Tinder. Tinder yeah. There.
1: Um, I did match.com. I did eHarmony and I did Bumble.
0: Oh wow. And I so went out did on a lot. I
1: did. And wow. I, I, I decided <laughs> that I was going to allow myself to go out on dates and just remember what it felt like to have someone be interested in your conversation, to get to meet new people, yeah, and see what dating looked like. And I think that it was really a healthy thing to do yeah because I was really smart about it I made sure that I would like screenshot the image of the person I was going out with (laughs) and I would send it to two different people I'd send it to like my sister and a friend and I would make sure I would have his phone number just in case this is who killed me yeah it's, it's exactly right and then I would tell them exactly where I was going Oh, my gosh. And then I'd make sure that they knew exactly what time I, I was planning on leaving. And I would, like, text them, I'm on my way, I'm here. And I always had, you know, my, my best friend not, in the background yeah. going, where are you? Are you home safe? And I would make sure that, like, when I would drive home, I would, like, go a different route than I normally would. I'd make sure I wasn't being oh followed. My I mean, but you have to because yeah. you don't know what's out there. Yeah. But, um, so... That's so, so funny. Well, <coughs> I'm going to...
0: I'm going to pause this now. I'm going to wrap this up and I'm going to ask everyone if they have questions as we're going to continue our conversation on this because we could talk about this for a while. Um, but I want to make our podcast short version. So you can ask questions. Just DM me any questions you have that you may ask Elizabeth. She is not going to be detailed. Um, So like, don't ask questions about too many details about the why of their divorce because just to protect her son and some other parties involved she does not want to disclose that um so yeah we'll be back at another time thank you for thank you for tuning in to candid conversations with robin where we're going to talk about all the things and hopefully get straight to the point and dive in deep I'm looking forward to it and hoping to bring y'all lots of real um, conversations that go deep and also have some fun.